And now, a word from our sponsors. Need a catch-up session on what you missed last week? Now you're listening to ArchD Radio, the podcast mix. HD Life FM, James here with you. Hope you're having a fantastic evening. My very special guest today is someone that I've been really looking forward to catching up with for a while. Uh, she is a veteran of HD Radio. We were just discussing she's been here with us since year six. So 2018. 2018. So about to go into year 12 as well. And um, I'm taking full advantage of the fact here that you needed to return a uh, like a, a digital recorder that you borrowed yes. from us um, because you have, and this is something we're going to be talking a lot about mm-hmm. you have just been over to Fiji doing an immersion and your idea that it was a great idea I think at the time it, yeah to on uh, paper <laughs> on paper it was a brilliant idea to do a, a, a recording with people um, on that immersion the other people that went with you from Sacred Heart um, the, the idea was that you'd record them at the end of each day their reflections and so on so but it didn't quite pan out that no, way no not really what happened um so I feel like you know we kind of get to Fiji and you know there's a couple days where people are kind of settling in you know you're kind of getting used to being in a whole nother country Mm. immersed in another culture living with Marist brothers you know it's a lot of getting used to and something really different that anyone else has ever done whether they've traveled or they haven't and I just feel like it kind of got to the point where we all just wanted to live in the moment yeah so we all got journals which we had to bring and everyone was so amazing with their journaling, you know, just being able to sit um, in the Morris Brothers residence, it was so serene um, outside. And I just feel like it was really important to everyone to kind of actually immerse yourself in that experience, mm. not really worry about having to record said podcast. Yeah, so. sure. Well, let, let's get all into all that stuff because yeah. this is, we're kind of jumping into it midway <laughs> at this point. Uh, we're we're going to hear all about that. And also too, I really want to talk a bit about your background working with, I guess, the youth ministry stuff to do mm. with your school at Sacred Heart, which is Marist, which is a, like a, a, a charism of, of Catholic, all these lots of different big <laughs> words coming everywhere. But also, in addition to that, you also volunteer and are a big part of a uniting church community. And you've just done one yeah. of those big holiday programs. I have. Which I, I know because my eldest daughter also volunteered working with that as well. But I'd love to hear about your experience and especially the theme, because the theme is really key. The theme, yes. <laughs> and now... A big thing that a lot of Catholic schools do in year 11 is go and do immersions overseas for a bunch of different things. Sometimes it's to help as part of the local community. Sometimes it's um, to do fundraising. And sometimes a big part of it is just immersing yourself in a different culture. This has been something that you've been wanting to do for such a long time. Such a long time. Since, since I met you probably yeah, when you were since, in about year six. Oh, actually, so it was 2018 as well. But it looked like for a while it was going to potentially be a bit touch and go because no, of everything yeah. that happened with that that little thing. I don't know if anyone was aware of it called COVID that kind of changed people's travel plans for a very long time. So it all did go ahead. Um, what was it about the original idea of wanting to be involved in this immersion that really spoke to you at such a young age? Yeah, so... Um, I think it was 
maybe 2018 and I had been asked to do I guess a promotional video for the school so um I was interviewed I think it was because I was a student leader perhaps but I was interviewed by Mr Gill and I just remember you know sitting in the parlor um up in Paringa Hall at Sacred Heart which is an absolutely beautiful room if you've ever been in there. It's gorgeous isn't it? I think if people haven't been in there because you walk in Paringa Hall it's very much it looks like an old English kind of mansion and that looks like like in, if, if this was an Agatha Christie movie, <laughs> it would be the place where the detective finally breaks the news to everyone. Like there'll be someone at the piano and then someone mm-hmm. over by the fireplace. And so so that's the parlour, which is kind of like a meeting, sort of like meeting, a big meeting place. Yeah, like entertaining space. Yep. And um, I just remember there was a year 11 who I think was probably going into year 12. She'd, she'd come back from an immersions and obviously I was sitting there watching her interview, just hearing about you know, the family that she had made over there, how close she had gotten with her group and just this opportunity to go to another place and just make family. And I guess that really spoke to me. And even like watching back on that video later, I just, I kind of was determined and I just set my mind to going on that immersion no matter what it took. Wow. Yeah. And that never that never faltered. No, it didn't. No. So even for a 12 year old's little goal, I just, kind of always focused on immersions. But it's not just a case of you saying, I want to go, you get to go. It's actually a process, isn't it? It was a very lengthy process. So obviously uh, because of COVID, it didn't go on for a couple of years. And I feel like that just generated this demand that no one had ever kind of seen before with the immersions. Obviously it's always been very popular, but I don't think to this degree. So I honestly think there was about 70 people that applied 55 or 56 people had to be cut. So, you know, there were only so many people that could be chosen. And obviously the students at Sacred Heart all have this absolute repertoire of things that they've achieved. And I honestly (laughs) wouldn't want to be on the selection team just having to go through that many students that mm. are that amazing that I'm sure would all have been amazing on immersions. Yeah, yeah. And so you, you found out that you had got it. How did you find out? It was actually an email. Okay. Okay, but it's also kind of funny because um, I, at that point, wasn't eating gluten. So I put on my application that I was gluten-free. And Mr. Fernandez um, came into my maths classroom and pulled me out of class when everyone almost in the year level was waiting to hear about immersions. Mm -hmm. So naturally it spreads like wildfire. Annalise has been pulled out of class by Mr. Fernandez. Are we finding out about immersions, you know? And he kind of said, you know, if you, if you are going on immersions, I probably wouldn't recommend being gluten free up until that point. Like maybe start easing gluten back into your diet because we can't ensure that it's 100% gluten free. Uh And I heard that. So you got it. Yeah. I heard that. And I was like, I, I don't want to like give myself this false hope, but like yeah. I'm sure if he's pulled me out of class for this, you know, yeah. hopefully I have in fact gotten it, but it was an email. And then I think shortly after we found out who was in what team, um, who was going to Fiji, who, who was going to the Philippines. Mm-hmm. So that was also pretty exciting for everyone, I think. Yeah, because Abby, who also has appeared on a lot of podcasts with you here, she went to the Philippines. She did. Uh, So we'll have to get her on another time and talk about her experience because I'm sure it'll be, you know, very different and just as rich. And did you, and the day, 
always the day of leaving to go on something like day this. Of it's, it's always it's always insanely early for some reason. Was it early for you too? It actually wasn't. I oh, wasn't. We had to get there at eleven. Well, I think, and then. However, that's very the Philippines had to get there at four <laughs> okay. in the morning. Yeah, yeah. So that was a little less nice as us. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was able to, you know, go to Big W, get the last minute things. You know, <laughs> we had we had to bring all these Bible donations in our suitcases. So I had bought this like massive suitcase just purely in order to fit in these donations that we had to bring. Yeah. And I bought, you know, those digital scales to make sure that I wasn't going to be over, you know, I was a bit anxious about the weight limit of mm-hmm. my baggage, but it ended up being okay. But I was the heaviest bag, according okay. to the Well, then you're the most check-in. generous. Exactly, James. <laughs> my very special guest is the wonderful um, award-winning podcaster, radio broadcaster, Annalise Pittman. Um, chatting about uh, her experience going away with Sacred Heart College on the year, I guess, well, it's not really year 11. It's kind of that, that little gap between year 11 and year 12. Yeah, kind of Do is. you have that thing that when you finish year 11, do you say you're a year 12 right after you've finished your final exam? See, like you- I, I feel like you, obviously you have first week of year 12 at the end of year 11 that I wasn't able to go on because I was away. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. I feel like with year 12, you kind of become a year 12 earlier than I'd normally yeah. Like, normally I go in when my Gmail signature changes and the school changes it to like <laughs> year course. 12 student yes. or whatever. I think that's always in the Does new that year. get automatically done? It gets automatically oh, done. Man. So it's pretty fancy. That happens so. here too now with yeah, our, our Catholic head. We are at the head because, you know, ArchD is part of the Catholic head head office. And we, we uh, it used to be we used to do our signatures. Mm. So we, we would just kind of do it ourselves. But now because there's so many big system-wide initiatives and things that we want to make people aware of, you know, these things that go in the bottom, um, it just like I just opened up my email one day and go, oh, that's different. <laughs> you know, Got a and, new title. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it does happen. It's like, is that what I am? Anyway, um, what was I saying? Right. So you you you've gone away on this. Um, mm-hmm. emer- you land and you come out of um, come off the plane and out we of the land, airport. Yeah. What was the first moment that you realised that you were stepping into a culture that was very different to the one that? Um, uh, the, the, I guess you kind of left okay. the one here. Is it fairly? Do you have to sort of like get deeper into into Fiji until you really start seeing signs of change? Because it's a big popular tourist destination. It is. It is. So we landed pretty late at night, actually, mm. um, into the airport, and the first thing that gets you when you're walking off the plane is just the heat and mm. the humidity. Like moisture was immediately clinging to your skin, and like everyone around me was feeling it as well. And because it was so late. The airport was empty. There was about one like border security person on, like just running all our bags through, and he just looked eager to go home. And we we're all kind of laughing. <laughs> You're probably the last flight of the day, yeah, or something. Yeah, we were yeah. the last flight, and you know we've come from Australia, which was like very intense going through like border security. Like I think someone had like little nail scissors in their first aid kit or something like that, and yeah. then, you know they had to throw them out. They were like. very specific on that my archd recording equipment had to be stopped and then like i had to explain what it was you know (laughs) and then get to fiji and it's just very very easy um and then we were i think we were waiting for about i want to say 30 minutes for a bus to take us from the airport to our hotel where we were staying for the night so we're in another country and we're all just sitting on our suitcases like in front of the airport 
just being like we almost had a moment to sit there and think to ourselves this is it we're in Fiji now mm. so for me it was that because I've never been overseas before really yeah never been overseas wow so okay this so this my... would have been a bit strange because all of the plane travel then would have seemed very odd because yeah, it is it's odd there's I'm, nothing like it no because I'm fairly used to you know short flights and I'm a bit odd but I quite like flying so actually being on a longer flight was pretty exciting to me like the prospect of being on such a long flight mm. and you know after the flight I was just excited because I'm in this other country and it, it's weird to wrap your head around that you're so far away from Australia yeah. when you're in another country like yeah. it's pretty mind-blowing. It is weird to be <clears throat> like uh, and it sounds a little bit naive to say this but I still get it whenever I go overseas yeah. now where I go I'm so far away from this place, but I'm still me. Yeah, like, <laughs> I've just travelled across the world. Because you get, I think when we, you know, when when you when you're sort of like, I guess, sort of like about your age, a couple of years older, and, and when I was at the left school and I'd, I'd been out a couple of years, and I went and lived overseas for a few years, um, there, there's there's a very strange feeling that you get when you go when you think if if I go over, like for instance, if you go over to France, yeah. like within. 20 minutes of arriving, you're going to be, you know, sitting at some Parisian cafe, drinking coffee, eating croissants and, and feeling just so, you know, cosmopolitan and so <laughs> wise and so cool and so hip. But then you find yourself in there going, oh, did I bring enough money for that? Oh, I didn't get enough francs at the the exchange place oh, yeah. and the coffee. Oh, it's a bit hot. And um, yeah, I wonder what people are doing back in Australia. And, and you go, oh, I'm still the same person. It sounds a bit naive yeah, and silly. Like but people back in Australia, like they're still just there and I'm here. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and, and it does. It's not that. I guess the experiences that you have along the way, they're exactly, the things that yeah. change you. But uh, just the mere act of <laughs> being there just doesn't do it, funnily no, enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about um, the things that happened over over there that really stuck with you, the mm. things that really uh, uh, jumped out at you, because our reading um, for this uh, for this weekend that that we would hear in church is is from the Gospel of Mark, and it's uh, one twenty one to twenty eight, and it's uh, when Jesus goes and teaches in Capernaum, and he throws the unclean spirit out of a man when he's preaching in the synagogue, and it makes people realize, oh, this is something new, this mm. is something that we are not familiar with, this is something that's there. So it really got me thinking a little bit about going. When those really big sort of positive uh, um, moments happen and, and you, you're, you're moved and you feel like something really, really significant mm. um, has happened that you've, you've borne witness to or that it's happened to you, um, they're, they're really big moments. And I imagine going over and on an immersion like that, there would be moments like Th- that. There are. <laughs> Hey, this is Emma. Hi, I'm Zach. Hey, everybody, this is Matt Moore. That's Tom. That's Riley. And now... This is Arch D. Arch D Radio 107. Live. <laughs> My name is James. It's a pleasure to be here with you this evening, joined by the wonderful Annalise Pittman, uh, who's our very special guest today. She's been doing Arch D with us since year six. It's been a while. She's very now about to go into, into year 12, and we were talking a little bit before you, you we, we started uh, uh, broadcasting today, and you did say, like, you know, oh, I want to be involved in RHD if we can this year but and I would love you to be involved yeah. but I do have to be aware this is a year that you don't get a chance to go back and kind of do it again no, so yeah. you do you will have to throw everything at it and you are kind of one of those students that does throw everything at it I know so yeah, yeah. so you're over there in Fiji for the immersion what sort of things happened when you were over there that really jumped out at you as being um, that you sort of felt at the time that's a significant moment mm. that you that you noticed 
I guess I'd learnt gratitude more so than you think you are. Like going into it, you obviously know that there's going to be a change that will occur, mm. but obviously you can't anticipate what exactly that will be. So like we, at the end when we were in La Maris, this was the very end of our trip on one of our last nights, we were actually invited into a remote village near La Mary. And it was a village of maybe about, they they guesstimated about 80 to 100 people. There were about 10 homes in this remote village they'd never had anyone else in this village before but here they were inviting us like the sacred heart group into their homes and that was a highlight for a lot of people because that's an experience you can't pay for so if you go to fiji on a holiday you can't i guess get invited into a village and get to experience this and what got a lot of people was the love that the Fijian people just pour out to you and how grateful they are to have you there. So for me, it was wanting to adopt a lot more of a positivity in my life and kind of to let people know how much I did appreciate them and how much they meant to me. And just kind of like Fijians are so like happy and lovely and they're just so grateful for what they have. So, so grateful when I guess sometimes we can be caught up in materialistic things. And a lot of people said that they just want to almost adopt that like carelessness that if things aren't maybe going your way that it's okay because like you have other things that mean more to you Mm. and I feel like for me that was probably one specific thing that I really took from the experience and now In addition to everything that you've done, Annalise, mm-hmm. over the, um, the the holiday period going on the immersion, you were also heavily involved in your church, which is a uniting church. Yes, um, it is. Which, to start with, is, is really interesting to me as well, because you're also really involved in the, the youth ministry and the spiritual side of your own school, the Catholic school, but yet yeah. you attend uh, the uniting church as well. What's that like? Is it is it something that is a deepening, enriching thing? Are they di- How are they different? So I guess I've gone to like Catholic schools, my mum's Catholic, my whole um, grandpa's side of the family, all Catholic. Um, But my dad, however, is uniting. And uh, Westburn Park Uniting Church is really close to where we live. And, you know, I've always grown up attending their Sunday masses, getting to go to kids life, you know, like Sunday school. But then also having that Catholic perspective of Catholicism. And Obviously, as a child, you're not really seeing too many of the differences. But I remember in year six at Marymount, we got to do a research project on the Catholic Church and how masses work. And I guess I realised that there's a very large difference in formality. So um, in the Uniting Church, you know, um, a Sunday service is a lot less formal than a Catholic mass. Mm. Um, so, you know, getting to learn about um, the colours that the priest was and why it happens at a certain time, you know, that was really interesting for me in year six because I wasn't really used to that because I wasn't attending a Catholic mass that regularly. Yeah. Um, Probably just the school ones, wouldn't it be? Just the school ones, yeah. really, yeah. So, and obviously, um, Holy Communion, Um, and some of the sacraments, um, I guess, are a lot more formal in the Catholic Church. And I haven't really seen as much of them in the uniting faith. So, like, I never really had known that you, like, had to have your first communion, like the Holy Communion, because in Uniting Church, I just remember 
occasionally us, you know, getting to share the the grape juice for us kids and, you know, it would be like a loaf of bread rather than the Eucharist. Mm. And I guess for me, the whole formality versus a bit more informal was like a very stark difference as well as the music. Yeah. The music really gets me. So like a lot of the uniting songs we sing on this holiday uh, week long camp and you know some of them have really fun actions we have a live band where really talented people um in our uniting community can play these instruments and it's all live music whereas obviously the music that i'm used to uh, at a school catholic mass very different it's interesting i think that you know i grew up in a like an anglican church and um, became catholic later in, in life and it was it's been very interesting to me to see the differences but also mm. even the differences within the catholic churches themselves you know like traveling around and seeing different ones and and sometimes seeing you know these sort of like big sort of electric um, um, sort of like really contemporary sort of like praise and worship yeah. and stuff in the Catholic area. I mean, you would have seen when you came to the World Youth Day World one. Youth Day, yeah. Yeah, so that was, that was that a was very, very so, yeah, so a sort of a more contemporary version of it. But uh, I think you're right. I think there is more of a tradition of because the way in which Catholic worship is done is so steeped in deep historical ritual Definitely. that there is a sense sometimes that the music also needs to reflect that as well, which is fine. I mean, it's, it's great. Fine. Yeah, yeah. But um, sometimes when you're engaging with younger people, you know, it is more yeah. effective to try to go, you know, let's just try to meet everyone where they're at in terms of the kind of music that they would listen to. So what does being involved in this give you like why, why do you continue to be involved as a, as a student leader in this and as sort of like a, I guess a, I guess it's a leader isn't it it's like yeah a leader it's, of the group. A, it's a leader position um for me I think it's really important to give back because I look back to my time on day camp and I just think about that the impact that these amazing young people that volunteer like have had so you know they give up their time and your life does get very very busy as you get older and older but I think it's really important to just even try and get off just these five days of, of work or anything else just to kind of immerse yourself in this because it has an impact on the children that you almost can't even comprehend. Like I still look back fondly on just the impact it's had again. So for me, it's giving back, but then also I find it just as fun. Yeah. We had um, a few people might remember this, but you know those rainbow parachutes? And they yeah. have the handles. Yeah, they're big um, and you, they're you really throw big. them up and, you, and, you, people run and you throw them up, people run underneath them and, you know, you kind of tuck it back onto you to trap the air. Like, I got to do that. And I think I was even more excited than the kids were. <laughs> like, my friend was looking at me and I was, like, seriously getting excited over yeah. getting to, like, go under this parachute, just the prospect of it. And my friend was like, how old are you? <laughs> how old are you now? Not old enough to <laughs> stop this being fun. Right. No, exactly. Yeah. Now, we were just talking before the, the break of the last song and um, I had an opportunity to go into a meeting with um, Hudson from Blackfriars, who you did have, the podcasting yeah. challenge with last year at the I Leaders did, Day. Yes. And um, he is now, because he's a year 12, he's left, mm -hmm. he's now going on to study journalism and he has gone back to Blackfriars to work uh, one day a fortnight helping the students there do their podcasts. Amazing, as well, wow. Which is fantastic. So we were having a bit of a chat about strategy and what we would do and, and, and how we would work together um, over the course of the year. And um, I said, um, at the end of this year, when it's all done, what will you look at to say, this is a benchmark that this year has gone well? 
Because sometimes okay. you just go, oh, it's a feeling or I come out the other side and feel I've accomplished something. And what we're quite often taught when we do these kinds of goal setting things in workplaces and stuff is you need to have a measurable thing, something that you can actually point to and go, you know what, this will be a sign that this year mm. has gone well. And I know for you in year 12, you're going into it like an ATAR would be a good thing yeah. and something like that. Is there anything else besides that that you would look at and go, if I do this this year and look back, this will be a sign that I've not just maybe satisfied the sort of the academic and the intellectual thing, but I would have, you know, filled my cup and filled the cups of those people around me. What would that be for you, do you think? Oh, it's, it's hard to sum it down to one thing, but... One thing I'm like a huge believer in is to do things almost for the memories. Mm. And, and I love this quote and I'm interested to see if people will know where it's from, but it's hold on to the memories. They will hold on to you. Okay. I don't, I don't know it. Where is it from? Taylor Swift. <laughs> I should have guessed years, that first. You really should have guessed. <laughs> Like my friends are probably going to try and find this um, podcast version or listen to it on the radio and yeah. they'll just be shaking their heads. <sighs> Not again. Done that. Not again. Not again. <laughs> but seriously, like doing things for the memories. And for me, you, you sit there sometimes just being able to look back on things you've achieved, the, the memories that you've made with people and the impact and how that changes you as a person as well. So if I can almost like look back on my year 12 year and just think about all these memories of like just pure joy, happiness, positivity that I've made, that for me will just absolutely fill my cup. Brilliant. Wonderful. Annalise, thank you so much for That's coming okay. on and doing the show today. <laughs> thank you for returning our, uh, actually, I don't, I haven't seen it yet. I don't know if you are going to return it. Actually, <laughs> I love that. I love that this is happening right as we're recording. Right. So naturally we planned this yep. and I immediately, I'm very organized. So I made a packing list and everything and I've packed the night before. And then I've realized that I picked up the wrong bag. So you don't have the so recorder. My, my streak is my streak as like a very organized person. I love that you say me. streak. You're really speaking to vernacular <laughs> of your own generation there. It's like a run, a run of things, yeah. like your, your run of things. So I guess that means you're going to have to come back again and record another show. It just might accidentally happen. Okay, good. Well, if, the, if that was done accidentally on purpose, I salute you. <laughs> I salute you. We are here every week with a brand new podcast version of the ArchD show. Check out all of our other podcasts, including the latest School Life content on our website, archdradio.com. And find us on social media at RHD Radio for heaps of behind-the-scenes stuff. Or you can catch the show when it airs on Life FM every Wednesday night from 9, every Saturday night from 10. We will see you again very soon. Bye.